How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. I don't know if you can hear, but it's like really raining outside. So hopefully oh. that doesn't. Yeah, fun, right? Spicy. I love the rain. <laughs> Same. I'm really vibing. It, like I took Simba out, and then I got right back, and then it started pouring. Oh, perfect timing. There was like lightning outside too, but like it wasn't raining. And then I got inside, and just all the rain. <laughs> Great. Um, but hopefully it'll just add some ambiance and we can hear it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if I told you last week, this is the, like, it's the story um, from this week. It's true crime from Europe. Uh, I picked a story from like a Czech town. So I'm going to struggle with the names. Okay. <laughs> We're going to try our best. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. Welcome to Grim. Woo! Okay, so I have um, Google Translate up on my computer as well. So I'm going to, when I get to a name that I can't pronounce, I'm just going to translate it so that you can hear what it sounds like from Google Translate. Perfect. And then attempt it as best as I possibly can. All right. And we're just going to, we're just going to hope that it works because I'm, I'm just going to say I'm sorry in advance. (laughs) Okay, so um, this is the story of. Here, hold on. Let me see. Does this work? Petr Zelenka. Yeah, can you get that? Okay. Um, Petr Zelenka. Um, on February 27th, 1976. And he was a Czech serial killer. So that's fun. <laughs> Very fun. Fun guy. Um, so the way he did it was he was a nurse in this hospital um, in here. Havlíčkův brod. Havlíčkův brod. Okay. Um, which is like 62 miles southeast from Prague. Um, so he was a nurse there. He was working there, and that's where he found all of his victims. And he murdered seven people and attempted to kill ten more between May and December of 2006. So he worked at this hospital for seven years before he ended up like actually killing anyone. Oh wow! Which I just think is wild because he was like, like he was fine for seven years and then he just like snapped. I guess. Yeah. Which is kind of scary. Um, and but like during those seven years, it wasn't that he like didn't have any like run-ins like or I guess with the authority. He did have several incidents against him. Um, but none that were, like, severe enough for him to be fired over. Okay. They were just like, oh, like, he did some weird things. And he just little mishaps. Yeah, just some little mishaps along the way. Um, and I guess he, like, just believed that it was his personal duty to test the doctors who were working at the hospital. So all of his kills and attempted kills were him trying to, like, test the doctors to see if they were good enough to be doctors. I think they can I think they can be tested on their own by the patients coming in there with their ailments that they got <laughs> you know from you'd the think world. So. And especially since they were tested up until becoming doctors. Yeah. As well. Like to, they have to right? Yeah, you kinda have to be pass tested. some tests before being a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm not positive how it works in, in this town, but I know that in America it's like you do four years undergrad 
and then you have to take a test and then go to medical school and take tests the entire time there and then yeah do like the boards and stuff so I feel like it's not an easy process but anyway he was mm-hmm. like I gotta test them um but as you probably heard from the beginning most of the tests that he administered resulted in patient death so mm-hmm. not very good no um at his hospital in the town that he worked at there were seven victims who were doing perfectly fine um they were in the entire unit but all of the doctors like none of the cases were terminal none of them were cause for concern they were just like, in intensive care from before and they were getting better um and all of the cases like Everyone, before they figured out that it was actually him that was, like, like murder, people were like, oh, they were expected to live. Like, we don't know what went wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And what happened that they, like, what the way that they figured out that things were wrong is that all of them died suddenly in 2006. Um, Wait, did they all they die were, at the same time? It was, I think it was around the same, like, like it wasn't they- all at the same time, but it was between December and May. Oh, okay, okay. But they all were fine beforehand. They were all like doing completely okay, and then they all died due to internal bleeding. Oh, um, and that was super confusing for the doctors because they were like, "Well, these patients were expected to live; like they weren't expected to just suddenly bleed internally." Yeah. Um, he was arrested in December of 2006 by Czech police officers. So, you might be wondering what happened here. And um, what was discovered was that he was dosing the victims with heparin. Um, Heparin is a blood thinning drug, and it is known to cause internal bleeding when it is administered in large enough doses. Okay. Um, And this was without any patient knowledge. Like, they were just injected with the drug, and they didn't know what they were being given. Oh, God. Which is personally very terrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> because when you're in a hospital, like, I know it's like, if I'm in a hospital, I tend to just trust the doctors. Because yeah, I'm like, oh, they know what's what's going on. Yeah, right? I don't know any better than them, you know? But I was watching Criminal Minds the other day, as you do. And it was the episode where, like, Spencer was in the hospital. And then the guy just, like, tried to, like something into him and he was like wait I'm allergic to that oh yeah like the guy's trying to kill him I don't know if you remember that it was like a while ago but like just knowing that some, like they have the power to do that mm-hmm. is so scary because like if they wanted to kill you they could they could just like inject you with something and like you wouldn't even know yeah but anyway that's scary <laughs> fear of the hospitals <laughs> um so since it's a blood thinning drug, it does explain all of the internal bleeding that they died from. And he like stole vials of heparin in secret to give them the doses. So like, first of all, he killed people and also hospital? he stole from the hospital. Yeah, oh, okay. He like stole them. What, sir? What? <laughs> there has to be an easier way to test the doctors. Like, I don't know, maybe like give them a like question or something. Or maybe just like do your job and assist the doctors and not test them. Right. <laughs> right. Just just a thought. Yeah. Um, and just to reiterate here, he, he gave lethal injections even though he had no authority to administer medicine at all without a doctor's supervision. Like, he, he wasn't supposed to... He just did it. He was yeah. like, oh, like, what? It just baffles me the way that people are thinking here. I don't know, man. Yeah. 
Um, he later confessed to trying to kill three other patients, but those victims actually did survive. They like caught it in time, and they were able to help them, um, along with the seven he killed and ten that he attempted to kill. Okay. Um, when he was taken into custody, he confessed and and stuff, and his lawyer, like, came forward and was like, oh, he probably just killed on an impulse to test the doctors in the belief that they were not good enough to discover the truth of what happened. As, like, that was their argument. I don't think that would get him out of being punished for his actions. That's what I would think, too. I would think that that would just be, like, he confessed to it. Like, he did it. It doesn't matter what the, like, reasoning behind it was. He still ended up killing people. Was he just expecting men to be like, oh, okay, you're free. Good to go. I literally have no idea. Like, I'd assume that was what he would think because he was just like, oh, I was just trying to test the doctors. That's odd. And I think he was like, maybe the judges would be like, oh, that makes sense. You were trying to test them. But like, no, mm, it doesn't make no. sense. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> really doesn't. Um, he was then sentenced to life in prison in February of 2008 on the counts of killing seven patients and attempting to kill ten others by lethal injection. Um, he was 31 years old in 2008 when he was sentenced. Oh, and wow. he, right? Old. Kind of oh, yeah, in that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was recent, which is weird. I feel like I would have heard about it. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember hearing about it. But I mean, I guess I was, like, what, seven? A small child. (laughs) Very small. Small child. Also, it feels like it's, like, more recent than it actually is. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you think about it, it's, like, 12 years ago. Yeah, but but my brain, when I, like, was researching, it was like, oh, like, two years ago. I feel like anything in the 2000s seems recent. Right? Yeah. Even though that's just the time I've been alive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird feeling. Yeah. Being young and old at the same time. <laughs> um, so when he was found guilty of administering heparin to the 17 elderly patients, he earned the nickname the heparin killer. Sorry, can you hear like the bells in the background? Yeah, it's very Is aesthetic. It it's okay. Okay, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Perks of living next to a church. <laughs> So it's the bells for you and the thunder for me. <laughs> yeah. We got this. It's fine. It's a very messy episode. It's okay. It's, it's, um, odd, oddy, uh, wow. Never mind. I'm going to, I'm going to give up while I'm ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, yes. He was nicknamed the Heparin Killer. Fun fact, there's also an American serial killer who's nicknamed the Heparin Killer that I found, which was very interesting to me. I think she did the same thing where she killed people with heparin. That's, like, weirdly specific. Right? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't think that internal bleeding would be the preferred method of murder. Was one of them, like, a copycat? I don't know. Huh. Might have to do some research and figure that out. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it in an episode of American True Crime. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, Okay, so he was accused of seven murders and ten attempted murders. In total at the hospital over the course of however much time he was there, there were 13 people who died of a heparin overdose. So, like, maybe he killed more people. He didn't admit to it. Wow. But... And then also what I found very interesting was that he admitted to seven, right? But he Mm -hmm. only, like, actually initially admitted to killing five patients. 
And then he claims that the other confessions were beaten out of him by the police. Okay. So I don't really know what I believe there because, like, like it's just two more. Like, what's that, yeah. you know? Like, why, if you're already getting life in prison, like, you murdered people, you're probably going to get life. And Like, what's the you... difference between five and seven? And also, like, at that point, why wouldn't it have been, like, the 13, you know? Like, why Yeah, like, why wouldn't he just guess? admit to all of them? Yeah. So that part was very strange to me. And, yeah. um, I, yeah, I was very confused. Um, he said that while he was arrested, he admitted to being guilty, and then he revoked his admission of guilt that he earlier made to the police. And then he was like, the police pressured and beat me into doing it. And he was like, I'm severely beaten by the police officers and forced to sign the testimony. For all of them? For the, for the two, oh, I Oh, just the two, okay. Well, I mean, so he... What I'm getting from this is that he was arrested, admitted to five of them, and then revoked his admission of guilt. So then the police, like, beat him up, and then he signed the confession paper for seven. Okay. That's personally how I'm taking it. It wasn't very clear in the articles that I read, because he was just, like, he just said, like, quote, I signed whatever they wanted me to sign. I was afraid they would beat me again, end quote. Okay. But then, so that's what he's, okay, this is, it's very confusing because that's what he said to like the judge and stuff that he was like, oh, I was forced to sign it. Mm-hmm. But then he was also quoted by the media as saying he did it, quote, to see some action, end quote. To see what action? Like murdering people. He did it because he wanted, like, he did oh. it to see some action. Okay. I thought he so signed it to see some action. No. So he's like very conflicting in his testimonies you know what I mean okay yeah like he's like oh I did it I didn't do it I did it but only I only said that I did it because the police made me do it and then he like went back to the media and was like oh yes I did it Mm -hmm. yeah and then he also changed the story again um saying that he had no idea why he did it this man needs to get his story straight right (laughs) Like, to me, that is a very clear indicator of guilt. Yeah. Because, like, he literally went from saying, like, confessing to five of them and then taking back that confession and then confessing to more and then being like, oh, no, I didn't do it at all. I just said yes because they wanted me to. And then he said that he did it. And I'm just very confused. Yeah, my brain is having trouble keeping up. (laughs) The same. (laughs) Personally... I do think he did it. Yeah, it's, it seems like he did. I, f- I feel like he just said that he didn't do it to see if he could get out of the punishment for doing it. Yeah, it sounds like he realized he was going to actually face consequences and right. did not want that. Um, so then he... Right after he said that he had no idea why he administered the heparin... In court, he tried to explain why he was administering heparin. <laughs> if it could okay. get more confusing. Good, good. So he said, quote, I don't know exactly why heparin, probably because we used it at the department. I injected the drug directly into a vein. The common dose is about 10, 20,000 units. I used about 25,000, if not more. Wow. I knew the patients would suffer from internal bleeding, but I thought we would try to save their lives. I did not intend to kill them. I just wanted some action. I enjoyed the work, end quote. But there's always new patients coming in. You can work with them. 
right? And and you could you could work with the problems that they're already facing and not try to <laughs> yeah. give them more problems to deal with. If they're still in the hospital, I'd assume they probably still need help without you giving them more problems. Right? I just I don't understand. And then he said that he enjoyed the work. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. And he knew exactly what they were, what was going to happen because, like, he had to go through nursing school to be a nurse at the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he would know that internal bleeding is painful and traumatic. And he yeah. still wanted to do that even though he was like, oh, we're going to save their lives. He still wanted to put them through that trauma. Yeah, that does not mm, sound good. So, yeah, something does not up for me and I don't like it. Um... The court psychiatrist did conclude that he was perfectly sane and fully responsible for his actions when he committed the murders, but he claimed to have been mentally ill at the time. But if now him, he's good. But yeah, I guess now he's fine. <laughs> okay. I'm just, everything in the story seemed to contradict itself. <laughs> because, yeah, you know, it's, I just, I don't know. What yeah. I personally believe happened is that he did it regardless of whether he wanted to test the hospital workers or not, he still did it. That's what I yeah. think. And then he's just trying to find, like, a way out. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Because why else would you be like, oh, like, I, I just said it because they beat me up. Like, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, like, I understand, like, you know, they always say that torture is, like, not effective because people will just say whatever you want them to say to get them, like, the pain to stop. Yeah. But if he already confessed before, and then he confessed after, I just, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me. No. But well, during his, like, trial and whatever, he just kept on saying that he didn't intend to kill people. He said, like, that the impulse to kill came out of the blue. And then he just did it. He just injected them with heparin. Um, his lawyers pleaded a lesser sentence on the grounds of diminished responsibility because they also said that he was mentally ill, but then the court psychiatrist was like, nah, he's not. He's perfectly sane. No, but he was mentally ill, but now he's good. He's good now, though. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it works like that. Does so he either. think it works like that? I like, think he's he a does. registered nurse, and he just, was he actually oh, like, oh, is... like, I was mentally ill at the time? <laughs> I, d- I don't know, man. Just during those specific incidents, I had the illness. <laughs> it's just like it comes and it goes, you know? Oh my god. This man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was quoted as saying, quote, The first impulse to kill came out of nowhere, as if a voice inside telling me, give it to them. I had a feeling someone is trying to get me into doing it. Unquote. Is, is so, it maybe yourself? I I think that's just maybe being a serial killer. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Sounds like needing killer. some help. It really does. It sounds yeah. like he should have recognized that he was not going to do something good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his lawyer then asked the court for a reassessment of his client's mental health. Um, he's like, during the trial, after his sentence and stuff, he, his lawyer was like, we need to reassess this. Um, he said, quote, we want a team of experts to examine his mental state. It is such a complicated case that one expert opinion made by one psychiatrist is simply not sufficient. End quote. <laughs> Did they get it? So, I actually, I don't know. I don't think so, because he literally did state that 
the court psychiatrist is an expert opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I don't know. I don't see what's so complicated about the case. Um, again, you know, when I was talking about him being super, like, flip-floppy with his answers, mm-hmm. he had apparently told the police that he was healthy, but then in court claimed to be mentally ill, and then in court he also was like, oh, I take 10 self-prescribed pills a day. <laughs> self-prescribed? That does not Where is he good. getting them? Probably the hospital. <laughs> because he's not allowed to administer medicine without a doctor's supervision. <laughs> oh my god. So, what I'm getting here is that, to me, it, j- it sounds like he's using mentally ill, like being, like, a way to get out of it again. Yeah. That he's using, oh, I didn't do it. Yeah. As a way to get out of it. Um, and then I think his lawyers were also banking on the fact that maybe since he was switching his stories so often, like, he would be considered mentally ill. Oh, yeah, and, like, seem unstable. Right, yeah, like, he he was being super unstable, like, yeah. by being himself, I guess. <laughs> but then, um, this is what I think as well, the, the um, lawyer who was defending the victim's families, he explicitly was like, oh, that is definitely just an attempt on Mr. Zelenka's part to avoid being sent to prison. Um, he said, I think Mr. Zelenka's testimony is very muddled. On the one hand, an admission of guilt. On the other hand, an, an attempt to exonerate himself by talking about inner voices that led him on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's like what we were talking about. That like he just to be using it. Yeah. To like get out of things. Um, but, you know, long story short, he just doesn't seem like a very good guy. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, apparently, when he was in court, he had his head bowed down and he showed no emotion as the judge the um, sentence. But then he made a last minute appeal for clemency in court. Um, I don't know about you, but I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, I've heard it. Could not tell you what it means. <laughs> yeah, same. I feel like this is a theme for us. So we just, <laughs> I just tell you about law things. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, to be granted clemency means to be shown mercy or leniency, and it can only be granted by a public official, such as a governor or the president. Those who okay. grant it have the power to pardon or reprieve of con- or reprieve of a criminal sentence. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh. yeah. I, yeah, I, for some reason, law terms confuse me. I, like, can't put them together. Yeah, they're really fancy and right? weird. <laughs> I feel like they're all in Latin, and if I studied Latin, I might be able to understand, but I this don't. This is true. I um, gave up on Latin after one class. <laughs> oh, same. <laughs> Literally same. We did it um, in elementary school. I think we did, like, a rotation of the languages to oh, figure wow. out what you wanted to study. Elementary and, school. Yeah. <laughs> A long time ago. Um, but basically when he was appealing to clemency, he was like, quote, I never wanted to hurt any of your family members. I never wanted to kill your loved ones. Um, and quote, like stuff like that, you know, stuff where he was like, oh, I, like, I didn't want to actually do it. Um, but the judge was like, I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> yeah, good. Which, you know, good on him. Good on him for skin through that. Um, yeah. So... And, like, it wasn't even just, like, one person who saw through it. It was, like, four judges and over 60 witnesses that talked to those four judges. Um, 
during the trial, like, they had other nurses and, like, doctors and patients come in and talk about him. And, like, all of the judges were, like, he did it. Like, what? (laughs) And I don't even, like, even if he didn't mean to hurt people, he still did. Yeah. And he also did it multiple times. That doesn't excuse the fact that his actions did have consequences. Like, maybe if it was one person by accident, like, if he accidentally whatever he should be punished for it yeah. maybe not go to jail maybe just have like his license suspended because I feel like that was like an, a mistake yeah. like watching Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that if someone makes a mistake like they'd get fired but they wouldn't go to jail over it and they'd learn from their mistake but the fact that he did it multiple times like seven times yeah. that worked ten times that he attempted like that yeah. just seems like it doesn't matter if he never wanted to hurt people he did and he kept on doing it even after he saw that he hurt people right like me- yeah like that that doesn't make any sense to me because he's like, no, I am hurting people and I'm gonna keep on hurting people. Like, but I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so stupid. What, bro? <laughs> Honestly, um, one of the judges did say that he would have given Zlanka the death penalty if it hadn't been abolished in 1990. So yeah. the life sentence and a maximum security prison was the only thing like option left open to him. Yeah. Um, unless he somehow like went against it i don't know how he would do that he would become the 34th prisoner serving a life sentence in the czech republic and that conviction makes him the worst serial killer in the country's post-communist history wow what a title so i mean i guess he has some fame (laughs) i don't know yeah um, apparently, after his sentencing, he was seen standing in the corner talking to his lawyer and wiping tears from his eyes. Feel like that's fake, but okay. <laughs> Go off. I think I guess. he deserves to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, provide like some satisfaction for his victims' families. Yeah. Um, since he won't be able to do that to anyone else. But um, I guess a lot of people had a ton of questions about how it was even allowed to happen like how was allowed to get that bad yeah because i you said he wasn't allowed to administer medicine without a doctor's um like being there so right yeah so how, how did, did that happen that bad? um also something to note was that he was like dismissed at the end of september which felt like after a series of suspicious deaths that began in may but then he wasn't arrested until december so a lot of people were like, how did that happen, first of all? And then also, how did so many cases of internal bleeding go unnoticed for so long? Yeah. Especially since all of these people died, even though they were here at the time, when he was apparently promoted to the head nurse and put in charge of wow. the ICU. Right? Yikes. So <laughs> I know I didn't bring that up before because I feel like it didn't, or it wouldn't, like, really make an effect of the fact that he did it, and he did it, like, he did it to kill people. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting that they arrest him immediately after that. Yeah. Like, if someone is promoted to a position in charge of, like, a department, and people start dying, I would go talk to the person in charge of the department. Pretty big red flag. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, the doctors suspected that he could be connected with the series of unusual deaths, but they didn't file the criminal complaint and they didn't fire him until September. And then between the time period when he was fired from this hospital and arrested, he managed to get another, another nursing job 
at another hospital and the administrators there the people who hired him they weren't warned about him and they didn't suspect anything so fun um i would really really hope that if someone is fired from a hospital they'd do some background checks to make sure you know like why they were fired yeah because if it's just like a you know like layoff thing where they didn't have the budget to fund so many people i guess that's fine to rehire but if they actually did something that made people suspicious enough to fire them yeah you might want to look into that i would check on that um the most commonly accepted reason for why it took so long to actually arrest him or like figure out that he did it was because he did it in the intensive care unit um which was, I guess, smart on his part because there is a relatively high number of deaths in intensive care mm. because it's intensive care. So the people who yeah. are there are, like, dying anyway, I guess. Or, like, they're in, an, I don't know, they're in intensive care. Like, you know that you need to yeah. keep an eye on them. Higher risk. Yeah, they are higher risk. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so it took them, like, months before anyone was like, oh, there's a really high number of people dying from internal bleeding who were getting better. Um, And then four months after they noticed, he was arrested. Um, In the meantime, during the period between him getting fired from the hospital and getting arrested when he was working at the other hospital, um, they put in place a bunch of protective, preventative measures, sorry, like, they installed cameras, and they closely monitored drug administration, which was good for the hospital, I guess. Like they needed to do it. Um, and then, I think at the moment, they're still investigating, like, the systems that allowed a nurse to keep killing people. Mm. Um, they say that the hospital managers made a huge error by not acting sooner, but then they were like, at least it points to the weak system of safety controls and we can do something to fix that that kind of deal um the head of the czech association for quality and healthcare said quote a flawed system is at the root of at least 95 percent of all medical mistakes in a well-functioning hospital anything unusual should immediately set off alarms this didn't happen here end quote i can agree yeah um they should have noticed yeah, it seems like something that would kind of be easy to notice, right? Like, I, f- I feel like you, you'd you be like, oh, suspiciously high deaths from internal bleeding. Yeah. What's going on there? Um, the hospital's director was fired for taking too long to figure out that it was murder. Oh. So at least maybe they'll get someone in place who knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the... Pavel, I think, uh, the prec, he's the head of the Czech Health Forum, which promotes like healthcare reforms, said that neither the hospital doctors nor the system were at fault, which I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, um, it seems like something's at fault there. <laughs> right? Yeah. He did say, though, he was like, quote, these were the criminal acts of one individual. You can't blame it on the system. I don't think there exist any safety measures anywhere in the world that can protect patients against determined murders. Quote. I feel like there are. Yeah, I mean... I don't really know about that. Yeah. I feel like maybe putting more locks on the drugs and having safety cameras and maybe noticing yeah, that people noticing are unusually dying. Like, of course, like, it's his directly his fault because he's the one who 
committed the murders, but like, it's also, I don't, like, it's just, how did that not get noticed earlier? That's the fault of people there who were supposed to be noticing those kinds of things. Right? Like, especially if, like, they have charts, like, they have to chart how people died. Yeah. And I feel like if you if you continuously see people dying from things that they shouldn't be dying from, then there is a problem there. Yeah. Like, obviously, I don't know exactly how it is in, in medicine because I'm not a doctor, but I just, I feel like, I think someone should have noticed. Yeah, I agree. Oh, but a bunch of other people are saying, like, that it's, who, um, who is this? Who said this? <laughs> oh, yes, the president of the Czech Patients Association um, said that Zelenka's case is an example of the shortcomings in safety checks and security measures, so good on him he said quote it's absolutely outrageous something as simple as careful documentation of the amount of drugs each patient is given could have prevented this tragedy there are clearly holes in the system but the doctors involved are also responsible end quote so you know i think that they should definitely fix that yeah um okay like i mentioned before he was fired at the end of september of 2006 but he wasn't arrested until december and in may pavel um, who was the hospital's head doctor, he was the one who noticed an abnormally high number of patients in the intensive care ward who were bleeding to death. And then he discovered that unusually high doses of heparin were um, causing the bleeding. So then his, uh, Zelenka's name came up a bunch of times because he was the last nurse to care for all of the people who died, which is, you know, sketch. <laughs> um, yeah. But then, so then he, he was like, oh, something is wrong. Um, he did end up, like, getting, like, using evidence to get him implicated, I guess. Or Pavel Longin did that. Um, but he also told the media that he feels like his conscience is clear and he could not have sooner because evidence at the time that implicated Zelenka. Um, legally, doctors may face charges if it is proven that they could have prevented deaths, mm-hmm. um, according to... Andre Dostal, who is a lawyer who specializes in bioethics, he said, quote, according to law, anyone who suspects that a crime is about to take place is obligated to try and prevent it, end quote. So technically, even though Pavel was like, he was like, oh, I, I did whatever I could, he still could be, like, charged. Okay. Um, which I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Because I feel like in a hierarchy, it's really hard to like question someone else and especially like he didn't like if he didn't want to do anything until he had solid evidence which is respectable yeah it does make sense like obviously it would have been excellent if he could prevent some of the people from dying yeah but i feel like if i was in his shoes i would also be hesitant to question someone who was like the head nurse of the icu yeah like you know like that that's hard to do like ethically i know it's right but like, it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, and then also the police department is also under investigation because they apparently had received a criminal com- a complaint against Zelenka in October, on October 23rd, which was, like, more than a month before they arrested him. So they should have done something about that, I guess. So they're, like, under investigation for that. Oh, okay. Um, and then the health ministry is promoting a stricter system of controls at the hospital. Well, that's good that um, something right. came out of it. Yeah, like, at least they were able to to 
get some better security measures or understand that they need some better security measures. Yeah. Um, okay, but, like, <laughs> despite all with Zelenka and, like, killing people, apparently the um, hospital that he was at is ranked, like, one of the top hospitals in the region and the eighth best hospital in the country um, for its outstanding level of care. Yikes. Which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, some doctors at the hospital do say that, like, it would it would be helpful to have security measures in place, though. Um, which, you know, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Um, yeah, well, the, they did, the, the things that they put, oh, goodness. Did you oh, hear was that? that thunder? That was thunder. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so the last thing that I want to say is that um, the things that they put in place were like documentation of medicine and distribution, and then they required two nurses to be present when a patient receives medication, stuff like that. And then um, the director said, the only good thing to come out of this is that we're at now at least talking about the need to make hospitals safer, end quote. Yeah. Um, so that was the story. I couldn't really find a ton of information about, like, the patients and stuff like that because it was a Czech serial killer, so I don't mm. document too much. Yeah. Um, but it was a very interesting story to me, especially someone who watches, like, a ton of Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to think about, like, actually, like, working at a hospital can be dangerous. Yeah. Very scary. I don't know. Um, do you have anything... Well, thank you for that story. Um, um, I don't know. I made it through the first week of school. Yay. Um, we're still here as of now. I'm just waiting to get sent home. <laughs> I, I mean, there aren't a ton of parties at Villanova, right? I think there are off campus. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hopefully people will be smart and not Hopefully. go. Um, but, yeah, nothing's really going on with me. I've been watching a lot of Dance Moms. It's very entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Do you have anything? Um, oh, I got really bored the other day and started making friendship bracelets again, like, in 2006. Oh, I have string from a bracelet that I wanted to make, but I'm really bad at them. So I should give that to you. You should definitely... No, you should make it. Do the no, friendship like, bracelet thing. I always... They, like... I don't have the right pressure. Like, I don't keep the pressure the same on each uh, of... You know? So it always ends up wonky. So I think you should make it for me. Okay, I'll make your friendship bracelet. And send <laughs> Thank it to you. you. <laughs> That'll be really fun. But yeah, other than that, nothing. I mean, yeah. Just trying to yeah. figure out how to pack my bags because I have to leave soon rude i know i'm scared moving is scary it do be scary but so when i left before you know corona um i packed all my stuff up in boxes and i sent it to the storage company because i couldn't carry everything back with me and um i just got the notification that the earliest they'll be able to deliver my stuff back to me is 10 days after i get there oh no that's really fun. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> you got your stuff very empty 
flat for 10 days. <laughs> I'm just going to be in the kitchen, like, unable to eat anything because I have no bowls, no plates, no nothing. Just microwave mac and cheese. Just, just no, no utensils, just the microwave mac and cheese. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that'll be fun. Well, I hope for the best for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, oh, I week though because you you're doing a story right oh yes i have my um american true crime story for next week i'm so excited i finally researched (laughs) (laughs) you love that um but yeah we've got some exciting things planned so maddie's next week is going to be some some true crime Mm -hmm. true crime right yes true true crime and then leading up to halloween we have a series on ghost guys so hopefully that'll be fun and then i'm doing a creepypasta right and you're doing a creep. I fi- I figured our actual like episode before Halloween should be some some creepy pasta. So Ooh. I asked Maddie if she could do one. I'm excited. And you have one from last time, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah, at least one picked out. I need to check and see if the other one I have permission to use. But if not, I still have a good one picked out. Yeah, I'm really excited for that because I want. I like whenever you talk about creepy pastas, like they always they, the title always sounds super interesting. So I always want to like learn more about it. It does. Anyway, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be really fun. Um, yeah. Unless you have anything else to add to enjoy your school? Yeah. Um, so follow us on Instagram at Grim Podcast. Um, like our photos, DM us, follow us. Um, from there, there's a little button to email us. You can email us at thegrimpodcast at gmail.com. Um, send us little life updates of your own stories of stuff that's happened to you just anything you want to send us um, and then we have a, a Facebook a Grim Podcast however you look things up on Facebook <laughs> um, we have a Twitter every single time we're like we need to figure out how to use Facebook <laughs> we, we never do, do. I know <laughs> one of these days one of these days um, we have a Twitter at Podcast Grim, and do we have a TikTok? We have a TikTok. I'm scared to make TikToks. <laughs> we'll figure that out too. <laughs> we'll do it eventually. I have so many ideas, and I really want to. Yeah. And I'm scared. <laughs> we got this. We'll we'll get on that eventually. <laughs> as soon as I get over my fear, maybe it needs to start taking some anxiety drugs again, and then we can make TikToks. <laughs> Um, other than that um, (laughs) leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends and family about us and yeah we'll see you guys next week yeah stay safe stay healthy bye bye